1: Psalm 107:20 He sent his word and healed them. Welcome to the Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here is Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Listen, nothing's going to happen to you or hurt you when you obey God's command. Can you say amen? Obey God. You'll be safe. But you part start putting reasoning to it, doubt will come in, you will draw back, and you will miss obeying the command of God. So let's obey God.
2: Welcome to the Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message. That will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
1: There were 10 plagues that came upon the people of Egypt as a result of their refusal to allow the people of Israel, the Hebrews, to go free. 10 plagues. You know, when we had all this snow, I was beginning to wonder if this may be one of the plagues. I'm sure God had a lesson for us to learn. I'm not sure exactly what that lesson is. and Maybe we've, some of us have learned it. But I sure miss the house of God, the people of God, the fellowship of the house of God. I, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to take it for granted as much as I used to coming together on the first uh, day of the, of the week on a Sunday. But God called His people to be free so that they could worship Him. They couldn't worship Him in bondage. And he called Moses to lead them out to be their leader. But there was a Pharaoh, a king of Egypt, who was very obstinate. He refused to allow them to go. These people were slaves. They were making the Egyptians rich. It was all this free labor. And this Pharaoh had a very hard heart. Now, I believe that he had a special mission. I believe he was singled out to do what he did so that... These plagues could come upon the Egyptians because many of the Egyptians turned to the Lord and became part of the Hebrew nation and went out with the Hebrews when they went out. Not only did the Hebrews go out, but a number of the Egyptians were converted and went out with them into the wilderness to march toward the land of promise that flows with milk and honey. Pharaoh had a very difficult time He resisted and resisted. Next week I'm going to talk just a little more about the hardening of his heart. It says the Lord hardened his heart. It was not that God was against Pharaoh. He wanted Pharaoh to have a hard heart. That's not it at all. What it was, the word of God kept coming to Pharaoh. Pharaoh kept resisting the word of God. It was the word of God coming to him and his resisting of it that hardened his heart. We can trace the hardening of his heart all the way back to the word of God coming and him resisting it. So when he resisted the word of God, the word came from God, then God hardened his heart. It's like the sun. The sun can shine upon the on clay and harden it. The same sun can shine upon a hard piece of ice and melt it. So here comes the Word of God, the same Word that you and I are hearing today, the Word of God. Now, we're going to hear it and receive it, or we're going to hear it Some are going to say, well, you know, times have changed. I don't think we have to do that today. I think that was for the Old Testament people. You know, we can begin reasoning. And when you start reasoning like that and thinking that sections are for you and sections are not for you, and begin to uh, rationalize, then there comes a callous over your heart. But if your heart is open and you're looking to the Lord and you're listening with your heart and the Word of God comes to you, your heart is responsive, your heart becomes soft, the Word of God comes in, faith is developed, a relationship of intimacy uh, comes about uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. So hear the Word of God and be blessed. Will you say amen? amen. Hear the Word of God And be blessed. God said He wanted the Hebrews to go a three day journey into the wilderness. Not one, not two, but three. Now, three, the number three in the Bible is a divine number, it speaks of divinity Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. God spoke to Pharaoh through Moses and said it must be a divine journey, something spiritual, something divine, anointed of the Holy Spirit, prophesying of the triune Godhead and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It must be a three-day journey into the wilderness. Now, we're going to look at the screen and we're going to see the conversation that Moses had with Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, read it with me, go sacrifice here in the land. Moses rejoins, that would not be right. We must take a three day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God as he commands us. Now, God has a plan. We are to follow His plan. Even He has a plan for worship. Even the plan for worship is the singing of hymns, the Word of God, prayer, water baptism by immersion, the Lord's Supper. We are to participate in what God says. None of us are to say, that I won't do, this I will do. We are to be God's people. And Moses said, we will go into the wilderness, even though it goes against the, Hebrew, the, the Egyptians, even though Pharaoh objects, it is a command of God and I will do it. Listen, nothing's going to happen to you or hurt you when you obey God's command. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Obey God, you'll be safe. But you part, start putting reasoning to it. Doubt will come in. You will draw back. And you will miss obeying the command of God. So let's obey God. And in obeying God, God will be honored. Your life will be blessed. The Lord's name will be praised. Bless him forevermore. So Pharaoh says, go sacrifice in the land. Stay here in Egypt. The land of slavery. The land of bondage. The land that has made you miserable. You've had taskmasters. Just stay here and, and worship the Lord. Stay in bondage and worship God. Stay in misery and worship God. It's like saying to somebody, you don't have to really be born again. You don't have to get all that excited about church. You don't have to go overboard with this religion. Go ahead and you can go to church, but... You know, you indulge in alcohol once in a while and, you know, that's okay. And, you know, just stay in the land. Don't change your lifestyle at all. Just stay where you are. Live like you've been living. Uh, have the same troubles you've been having. And just stay in the land. Moses said that wouldn't be right. I can't live a sinful life and still worship God. I must repent I must turn from my wicked way. I must give my heart to the Lord. Now, the word repent is very seldom used anymore, even in churches. Turning away. People don't feel they have to turn away from anything. I'm an American. I'm civilized. I'm cultured. I'm educated. I'm a nice person. I'm a good neighbor. I take care of my family. Why not go to church once in a while? There's nothing to repent of. And yet our hearts are not right with God. And this is what Pharaoh was saying to the Egyptians. Just be the kind of person you you are. Stay where you are. You're okay where you are. Worship God in the land. Pharaoh said, that's not right. You can't do it that way. We must take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices, or meaning to worship our Lord as He commands us. Now the scripture says the, the Jews were talking to Jesus on one occasion and uh, Jesus said the son of man must be crucified, must die, be buried, the third day raise again, be raised again. He must go into the earth and be dead for how many days? Three days. Say it again. Three days. There's that number three again. Jesus goes to the cross, takes our sins in his body on the tree, his broken body, his shed blood, our sins, the very sins that we are to repent and turn away from, he takes them. He takes them. And when we confess to him, those sins leave us and go to the cross, even though the cross is behind us now. And then Jesus goes into the grave. He said on one occasion, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up again. On one occasion, when he said that, he repeatedly kept telling the people, three days, three days, three days. Peter said, oh no, Lord, that's not going to happen to you. Jesus turned and rebuked him. It has to be like God says and I have to obey and when I do, I'm a free man. In that moment, God's people has been set free. Let my people go.
2: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation, live in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largo.cc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the home page. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. The,
1: the world will say, go ahead and go to church, but don't get too wrapped up in it. You don't have to go every Sunday. <laughs> have some fun, meet some new people, but, but this idea of getting too far too deep. You know, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says that God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And God said to Lot and his wife, don't look back. Didn't he say that? <clears throat> she, she, she had to look back, didn't she? She just had to look back. Why did she have to look back? There's an allurement from the world. There are some things, yes, yes, there are some things that when you give your heart to the Lord and start serving God, some things and some friends you may miss. But you can't have Jesus and the world at the same time. You just can't have both. You can't be in the world, but you, can't, but you must not be of the world. And so Lot's wife looked back, there was her home. There was her family. Back there was where her heart really was. And she received the judgment of God and turned into a pillar of salt. One little boy said, yeah, my mom looked back while she was driving down the road and she turned into a telephone pole. <laughs> so, <laughs> you you, you don't, don't look back. <laughs> the Apostle Peter, the night Jesus was arrested, He was out in the courtyard, beyond the courtyard, warming himself by the fires of those who were consenting to the death of Jesus. He was warming to himself. He he was at the wrong place with the wrong people. Did you hear that? Oh, let that one sink in deep. The wrong place with the wrong people. I told you a week ago, well, no, a week ago been a couple of weeks ago. Some of you haven't been here for a while. And I haven't been here for a while either because of the, the weather. But this friend of mine, uh, business associate, was telling me that how he gave his heart to the Lord and how he saved. But he still hobnobs around with his friends and goes to places that he used to go with. And uh, his wife doesn't like him doing that because uh, she just doesn't, doesn't care for the people he's associating with. And, and uh, she got saved and she made a clean sweep. She came all the way. He, he purposely uh, got saved also, but he keeps going back. He keeps hobnobbing with the people. They're, they're still going to the, the bars and the, and the other places. And he tells me, he said, I'm trying to explain to my wife, I, I'm there to witness to them. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> he just doesn't get it like a whole lot of other Christians. They wonder why they don't have the joy and the happiness and the peace that is promised. Pastor, you keep telling about the peace and the joy and the happiness. Friend, if you keep one foot in the world and one foot in the church, the pastor can continue and the Bible can continue to talk about the peace, joy, and happiness. But you can't get it when you are walking the fence and you're a halfway, half-baked Christian. It just doesn't work that way. It has to be 100%. When Jesus went to the cross, He didn't get halfway crucified. He didn't halfway die. He went all the way and gave Himself completely to the will of God for your salvation and for my salvation. I must give Him my heart. And when I give Him my heart, I give Him all that I have. And so there's Peter out there with the wrong crowd, the wrong time, wrong place, and... He's the one that I'll never forsake you. I'll walk with you. Though all forsake you, I'll never forsake you. Talk, talk, talk. Wind, wind, wind. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He's going to take his sword. He's going to fight for the Lord. And all it took was just a little maiden girl saying, I think you're a Galilean. I think you're one of the followers. Oh, not me. Not me. Watch him bow down and capitulate so quickly. He denies the Lord in that condition friend you get with the wrong crowd you don't convert them they convert you right back again and this is exactly what pharaoh was saying go ahead but don't go too far isn't that what he was saying (laughs) just just go a little ways don't go too far it the apostle paul said i have been crucified with christ and i no longer live but christ lives in me now what's he talking about He said, as Christ was crucified, Christ died. That's what crucifixion is. And this is what he is saying. I have died with Christ. When I come to this altar, this means I am a a dead person to the old, former life and lifestyle. I am dead to that. It doesn't influence me anymore. It has lost its attraction. It's lost its uh, allurement. I'm dead to all of those things that I used to participate in and think I was enjoying. Now go up to a dead person. This is where we usually put dead people when they have a funeral, right here, right? So I come up to a dead person and I look at that dead person and I say, I can't insult that dead person. I'll tell him, boy, you're an ugly man. I never did like you. You're no good. What's he do? Does his face turn, color? Does he get mad? I could take a, uh, oh, I shouldn't hold this, (laughs) a a pornography magazine and turn it over and show him all the pictures. Does Does he get excited and turned on? Why? He's dead. That's what Paul was saying. I am crucified with Christ. I've gone all the way. I've given my heart to him. My heart now is alive unto Jesus and dead unto the world. And the world doesn't allure me anymore. This is what Pharaoh is saying. Don't go too far because I know if you're still close enough, I can still get a hold of you and, and get you wandering back this way again. Okay, now we're going to go to... Uh, here go. Another plague comes. We're going to go to uh, verse uh, chapter 10. All right, read it with me. But just who will be going... Pharaoh only wanted the men to go and worship. So now he's talking. We think he's beginning to vacillate just a little bit. All right, now read the answer that Moses gave to him. We will go with our young and old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. You see, Pharaoh just did not understand household redemption. He didn't understand that. This is what we're doing here on the 27th and the 28th. We're talking about household religion, household redemption. Joshua said, As for me and my house, now there's a man of God. We will serve the Lord. I've heard men, I've heard women, at least I think I have, they'll say something like this Well, I can't speak for my wife. I I can't speak for my husband. I I can't speak for my children. Friend, Joshua knew that his wife was a child of God. He knew that woman. There there was a a plumber that came to my house just a few days ago. Oh, we got a leak, you know. the, the, The pipe broke and it was leaking. And he was telling me that how he had given his heart to the Lord. And then he speaks not only for himself but for his wife. He said to me, he said... My wife is is really a Christian lady. She is the one that has lived this life. And he he began to talk about his wife. He could speak for her. He could tell me she's going to live the life. She's going to obey the Lord. She's going to do God's will. He, He knew that woman. He knew that her heart belonged to Jesus. He could speak for her. Now, this is exactly what Joshua was saying. He could speak for his wife. He could speak for his children. He said, my house serves the Lord. My wife serves the Lord. I serve the Lord. My children serve the Lord. And when Paul the Apostle was baptizing the Philippian jailer, Paul said to him, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And what else? And thy house. Friend, this is household religion. This is household redemption. And this is what Moses said. Hey, we're going to go... We're going to go all the way, not we're going to go with our young, with our old, with our sons, with our daughters. We're going to go all the way. You see, my wife and I are one flesh. It's going to be, and I, I pray for the people who are in a divided household with one spouse a Christian and the other spouse not a Christian. That has to be a difficult time. It's just like half of you is missing. And this is what Moses was saying. For me to go into the wilderness and to take the men with us, well, half of us would be missing. Because when God made Adam, he, he took Adam's own flesh and a part of Adam became Eve. She's a part of me. I'm a part of her. We're, we're, we're one together. I can't go without her. I can't go and leave her. And the same with my children. They have my genes. Our children are the result of the love that my wife and I have between one another. Pharaoh, you just don't get it, do you? He didn't get it. This is household religion. It's not for me to, to, to go to church and, and then say, well, I'm going to just let my children do what they want to do. Well, some people not, maybe not be saying that, but they're doing that. A, a lot are are doing that. But we're going to claim our home and every member in our house for the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, say amen. 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 All for Jesus, all for Jesus. We're giving all to Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to the very next one. We're going to go to another one. Exodus 10, 24. Read it together. Pharaoh says, Only leave your flocks and herds behind. Not a hoof, say it, read it, not a hoof is to be left behind. Not a hoof. Now you talk about a man that had made up his mind. A man who knew the command of God, Moses knew. And most of us also know. And it's time that we turn to God with all of our heart and stop pretending that we don't know and stop trying to rationalize what we do know what was it who was it, it was mark twain said uh, it's it's not what i don't know about the bible that bothers me it's what i do know about the bible that bothers me it's what god has said we do know it let's listen to him let's obey now when he said not a hoof shall be left behind what he was saying was even my possessions belong to the lord my possessions have also taken a three-day journey. My wife has taken a three-day journey. My children have taken a three-day journey. Now, you talk about my possessions, they belong to the Lord. We need to stop giving God pieces of ourselves and pieces of our life and come to the Lord and say, Lord, you didn't give me just a piece of heaven. You gave me heaven when you gave me Jesus. You gave me redemption, a full and complete salvation. This is not partial redemption. This is being born again, the old being gone, the new coming. Friend, it's time to take the three-day journey.
2: We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.